Today on ABC Devo, come back, Johnny. Welcome to ABC Devo, the podcast where we analyze every Devo song from Fourth Dimension to Wiggly World. I'm Joe Mazel. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm John Ingle. I'm Pete the Retailer. And today we're talking Come Back Johnny. That's right. We're coming back to talk about Johnny. So the thing about John Ingle. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I already came back. Guys, I already came back. You Come guys... back, John I. Welcome back, John I. <laughs> I'm here. Guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a... this is, it's not welcome back, John. <laughs> that would be different. The dreams oh. are your ticket out. Yeah. Um, Who thought we need him? Back here, where we need him. <laughs> you guys tease me a lot. But well, you, you know. got it on the spot. <laughs> okay, good. Well, as yeah. long as that's the case. <laughs> um, Come Back Johnny is a... Uh, it's, it's kind of a... In that classic era, Like I think this... Um, this is definitely a kind of hardcore era song that made it... Um, in the into the second patch, right? Am I am I mistaken there? Because it's on the live the Mongoloid years too, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, um, that is correct. Like it's an old, it's it's from their kind of seventies batch of stuff. You know, they used to play this out, and uh, um, the this then made it onto uh, duty now for the future <laughs> duty. Right? No, you are wrong. It made it onto wrong. Q, Are We Not Men, A, We Are Devo. This is our oh, first man. track from that. No, it is not. Uncontrollable Urge is the first track on uh, Are We Not Men. No, the We Are no, our our first oh. Oh. oh, excuse me. I just got <laughs> confused. Third base. <laughs> Who else is confused right Naturally. now? How else are we confused? How do you spell Johnny? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, don't call me don't I actually have a friend named John who changed the spelling of his name. I can't tell if it's legally or if he just absolutely goes by J-O-N-E-E. Hmm. But either way, he just, he just based on the song, he just basically changed the spelling of his name. <laughs> that's mm. dedication. Or that's Johnny. It could that's be. That's Pep. That is Pep. Um, the, yeah, so this is our first uh, Q, are we not main? A, we are Devo. Um, that that seems unusual that we're already you know three letters and a and a number in and we're just getting to this now. So my question to you guys about this album, since we're now breaking into it, is is this the album you guys heard first or were most into at any point? Like me, because I used to think this was the quintessential Devo album, despite the fact Whippet wasn't on it. <laughs> I thought that this was it, and I really didn't know much about any other albums for for quite a while when I first started listening to Devo. Yeah, I think I knew Whippet obviously first, and then when I started to find out there was other Devo out there besides Whippet, yeah, friends were taping me stuff, and I think most of it was from this album. And so, yeah, I think this was my first. Oh, now I'm a Devo fan. I got, I got. Are we not men? Uh, this is the real deal, and it is the real deal. But yeah, I think to answer your question, I think this was the first, like, quote unquote, real Devo. This was the album for a while. Yeah. Well, this was also in print for 
pretty much consistently. Yes, this did have an advantage. Yeah, it, it, this and and freedom of choice were like you know when the, as I've as I have told in tales of yore when I when I went to go uh, I was like oh yeah wait Debo's a thing and I went to go get all I could then the the uh, freedom of choice and and are we not men were were uh, <laughs> well got all I could widely available but you know they were out there you could get them easily relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know that made a kind of initial canon, and then I just made that one fateful trip to the record store to fill the rest in. Yeah, I think what informs the, uh, that question mostly to me was that I used to think that this kind of had the most cred or something. You know, like this is what I mm-hmm. think all the hardcore people, uh, not the hardcore Devo people, but the hardcore you know kind of punk people that I knew, people that were into that era of music almost exclusively listened to this one. And I kind of wonder now, looking back, whether they excluded freedom of choice just a little bit. Um, because you know how you are when you're maybe like a teenager in your 20s, and you might be, ah, the Whippet album, you know, isn't as cool as this one. It's got the weird it's golfer so on it, you know. And um, <laughs> it has Jocko Homo on it and all that stuff, you know. So I, I kind of wondered how everybody else came into this because, like I've said before, I had... Devo was the Whippet band to me for a long time in the 90s. And when I finally heard this album uh, was when I realized, wow, they made a really good cohesive album. They're a serious band. And this is the only one I listened to for for quite a while. Um, I I thought all the best uh, tracks, Devo tracks, were on this album exclusively. And then I kind of, honestly, I think the next step was Greatest Misses for some reason. And then I thought, oh, well, these songs, some of those these songs are the same songs I liked off of that. And then, um, oh, these few other songs started to lead me towards the other albums. But anyway, for a long time, I thought this was the Devo album. Hmm. Uh, this is the first one I bought, um, and uh, you know, as I've pro- as I've said probably several times, I had a friend who was an insane Devo fan who had everything, and he just dubbed me basically everything else. Uh, and then, as I got older, I would uh, buy my own albums like a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I feel like I bought you know like like i said in that initial run i went i bought freedom of choice because it was you know it was how i was reminded that devo existed was somebody you know had whip it on a mixtape and i was like oh yeah devo and i went got that then when i went back and got this one it was you know it's a little bit harsher it's not like a you know it's it's not like a clean step between the two and later i found out obviously there's an album in between that makes that more of a gradual transition but um this it was a little it not challenging but it was a little bit more like okay i need to listen to this a little bit better and that's i you know most of the best albums will require a little bit of that uh you know a little bit of participation um on the listener's part i feel you know like some stuff that you just latch onto right away eventually loses its luster but stuff that you have to kind of you have to meet it halfway a little bit ends up being more rewarding um but yeah, I, I do, you know, when it was a choice between the two, I would kind of vacillate back and forth. Um, and then everything kind of expanded at once. I was a little more prepared for the sound because I heard I happened to catch the satisfaction video on MTV, um, right. you know, probably within a year of buying it. But still, yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. Like, you know, you can ease into freedom of choice pretty easily. This is what the hell's going on. Uh, you know, particularly, right. uh, you know, particularly like in the uh, or la, late eighties, early nineties, when really you kind of like finding things that even remotely sounded like Devo was kind of a challenge, right? 
A uh, a girl I was deeply, deeply in love with in the I guess the early '90s gave me the gift of a picture disc of this album. Oh wow! And uh, I think I think I posted. I forget if I posted just to you guys or if I did it on our uh, Smart Patrol page on uh, Facebook. But uh, yeah, one side is it's, it's two images from the uh, Jocko Homo video. So it's like Mark sort of at that desk or something, kind of looking down mm-hmm. at us. You know, and then the other side is like the guys in the red stocking things over their faces and stuff. Right. And uh, it was really awesome. And uh, I never got to go out with her or anything, but she gave me that (laughs) album. And I think I went. Yeah. Nice. I met somebody else. (laughs) That'll teach her. And Tom, I think you uh, sent sent us that picture, just us. So you should post that on the Facebook page uh, uh, today, today, whatever day this comes out. Immediately. So, yeah, my first note on this song, uh, the song that we're talking about, Come Back Johnny, um, is that this is the Devo song most li- likely to make you want to ride a horse, uh, for sure. <laughs> Ryth- rhythmically speaking, once those drums video. kick in, man, you almost start, like, at least inside, you have to be galloping a little bit, right? I mean, is, am I crazy? Yeah. 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 Well, in the video, they're in full, like, cowboy gear on stage. And you do sort of wonder, like... Cowboy gear bought by Neil Young, apparently. Really? For real? Really? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I found it. Uh, I found an article, and I'll post this on the uh, listeners page when this episode debuts, uh, where, uh, for Rolling Stone, where Mark uh, gives, like, nine memories from nine Devo videos, and for Comeback Johnny, it was, um, you know, it was, yeah, you know, for being in the human highway, Neil Young bought his cowboy hats and uh, cowboy shirts. <laughs> That's awesome. They were their business hats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's obviously, it obviously fits with the song and then in the video, the motif of the song, you know, obviously. And then Mother's Baugh is, uh, by the way, Mark Mother's Baugh, we, we should point this out now. I'll probably mention this a few times. Underrated as a dancer. Uh, just absolutely oh, yeah. not enough people talk about how amazing of a dancer Mark Mother's Baugh. I'm going to say was. I'm going to bet he doesn't do these moves anymore. But, man, back then he really had it. But he definitely has a little, like, cowboy shimmy going on in the video. So, yeah. 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 Th- that'll come back, I think, in, in the next couple of weeks, too. There's other examples of that. I, I have notes going forward that uh, indicate, yeah, yeah. those moves. <laughs> now, I try to channel that. Internally. Am I crazy, or are the drum <clears throat> is the drum beat basically the same as Whip It? It's mm. similar, certainly. It is the kind of constant. Uh, what are those eighteenth notes? I am no musician, <laughs> but yeah, just that constant like. I feel like this is more of a shimmy. Like this goes like back and forth. It's more rolling, whereas Whip It like kind of leads off a little bit. Whereas this is like. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this is more kind of. Uh, of course, I'm using all technical terms here, but hopefully you can understand. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, it's definitely a did did I get what you're saying. I pick up what you're laying down, Daddy. Yeah, there might be just like a little <laughs> in whip. It what you're ta- might be talking about, Pete. Is there's a little like splash cymbal hit here and there, right? Like where, it's, yeah. where this is just yeah, a right. continuous beat. I might be wrong about that. Uh, the splash part, it might be a different symbol. Or there might not even be a symbol, but that's just what I'm picturing. There's a little stop, um, mm-hmm. stop and go, where in this it's just like... Dun, 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 dun. And again, we're back to riding a horse yeah. again. It's <laughs> very much like a, a, a kind of a Lone Ranger kind of thing going on here. Yeah. Now, I just read this, uh, do researching for this uh, for this episode... 
I read this, and I want to see if you guys either got this at all or or have have read this to corroborate. But uh, somebody said that this song is about the Kennedy assassination. I also read that. Wow. Um, I read that non-sourced fact too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, me too. Um, I did not. But that's and then crazy. I read that um, there was a oh man, I'm forgetting the song now. Oh, it's it's no in um in on um smooth noodle maps. Devo has feelings too. Is that the name of the song? Uh, apparently, makes reference no. oh, yeah. to this song and the Kennedys. They do make a direct reference to the Kennedy assassination in Devo has feelings too. And you know, stay tuned, listeners. That's a coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, you know, I'd honestly, I'll have to listen to that song again, which is not high on my to-do list until I have to listen to it again. Um, you know, in terms of uh, actual reference to uh, Come Back Johnny. Well, I am not a historian, but I do not remember John Kennedy having a guitar or his assassination involving a semi. So what right. am I missing? And I don't think I don't remember the conspiracy link-up theory, but I don't think it involved a Datsun. No, <laughs> no, no. That was a that was like a limousine of some sort. Yeah, I think that somebody decided if you write a song about somebody who's dead named Johnny, naturally you're you're talking about John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know. I I I kind of bought it when I read it. I thought, you know, this is Devo for one thing. They're not going to be. Like direct about it exactly right. That like, right. uh, what what I read specifically was that they're talking about Kennedy as if he were like a storied legendary rock star of the period in which he was president. So I kind of took it as the, this person's interpretation was that this is sort of. John F. Kennedy through the lens of Buddy Holly, like where a tragedy occurred to a rock star, but we're really talking about Kennedy, who you could say was treated kind of like a rock star. So to me, that all makes sense. And then the, you know, made her cry, all those things, you know, like as soon as I read that, I was like, okay, I can see that. I can see Jackie being the uh, female who was cried in question in the song, you know? So, to me, it's kind yeah. of an interesting take on the song. I'm not sure if that's their absolute intention, but uh, yeah. it does something for me to think about it. It's it's almost like a fan theory. There's no evidence against it, but there's nothing really to support it unless yeah. you are making those connections yourself. So it's. But if you would never, ever come to that connection without somebody pointing out to you, does it count as a meaningful meaning of the song? Like if I'm, yes. I, w- I would listen to this a thousand times, and I would I probably have listened to it a thousand times. And I've never, there's never been a suggestion to me that it's about John Kennedy. Yeah, me either. I didn't think right. about that until today. Uh, no, m- me neither. Um, but what it does is is a perfect like little piece of rock and roll deconstruction as a kind of I wouldn't say parody, but I would say examination of like the car crash song. Right. You know, a la leader of the pack or mm-hmm. uh Bitman's Curve. Right. And you know, and combined yeah. with a sort of like we with that kind of like the song about a legend kind of uh rock and roll staple like a Johnny B. Good. Johnny B. Good being the most obvious pull I can think of, and of course now the only pull I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> well I was that that I always made that connection in my head. That sort of like, you know, come back Johnny <laughs> there was also the Men at Work song, Be Good Johnny. Or no, yeah. Yep. Be good, Johnny. Yeah. And in the actual song, they do say, John, you know, uh, Mark does sing Johnny Be Good. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's a connection I can get behind because he actually says it in the song. I'm a literal fella. 
<laughs> I need things said out loud. Um, they do have. I mean, perhaps it's you know it's being from you know Rubber City, uh, city that is you know an important part of the kind of automobile trade. But uh, they do seem to rely on car imagery a lot and go back mm-hmm. to it. Like cars and industrial machinery seem to come up a lot in their mm-hmm. songs. Um, and I mean, it could also just be you know that's. That's America of, you know, let's say the you know fifties, sixties when they were growing up. Was a lot of people were just getting into their cars and going out. And, oh, definitely and worked in a factory and then got in their car and went on vacation. Yeah, and there was something you know, and and needless to say, there's something perfectly and wonderfully like prefabricated about Devo. I mean, by design. Um, you know, not that they are not a legitimate band, but that they kind of like viewed themselves as sort of like a commentary on prefabrication. And I, I take it by your silence that you all agree wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're like industrial kind of production, exactly. essentially. Mm-hmm. No, and again, which is what, I, I mean, there's almost like, uh, one of the many reasons I love and adore the song is that there's a kind of like, yes, you can just write, like, what makes a rock song? Car crash. Guitar. <laughs> Girl <laughs> yeah. cry. Heartbreak. Done. You know? Like, yeah. Right. That would be a good song, actually. Car crash, guitar, girl cry. <laughs> well, and there, you know, here we are in the uh, Devo's first album, and we've talked about this a lot, where they're they're making commentaries, nostalgic commentaries on mid-century America, right? So here we are, here we are Indeed. making comment about rock and the rock and roll era while using a song that could have been used in The Lone Ranger or Hopalong Cassidy or any of those television shows that were popular, you know, or movies that were popular in the mid 20th century, mm-hmm. while then taking that a step further in their video and I, I think it's just quintessential Devo right this is like exactly what you know kind of tone with kind of the kind of brush strokes they like to paint um, for the next few albums and, and you know they're just deep into it and setting it up early on their first album yeah and I love that the video includes like there's, there's that bowling stuff going on in the video like these exactly old guys exactly what I was going to say <laughs> it starts with cowboy, cowboy. Like how, how Americana is that Exactly. And then that's mixed with the live footage with just a bunch of young, crazy Looney Tunes punks going nuts in the audience. And uh, that's kind of a, that's kind of, that, that's that's Devo. That's the song that's, uh, you know, taking all these, uh, you know, America's past and what was then the present and uh, kind of slapping it together, twisting it up and stuff. There's yeah. those, <laughs> there are those two guys in the audience in the video. They're wearing white hoodies. And with like blue uh, construction helmets, and uh, my friend and I used to watch. This is you know in uh, the Men Who Make the Music. My friend and I would be watching. It. It's like it's like they don't. It's like punk is too new or something, and they don't know how to do it yet. Like they, they don't don't quite know how to be weird yet. But but that almost makes it even the most punk because it's like they're just doing it. I've always like loved they it. Don't, they don't know. They're they're trying to stay protected from it. They don't know if they're able. To, <laughs> yeah, what if something happens? I don't know if this is for me. I know that I can be seen in the dark and my head has protection in case I crash. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of cars, speaking of the automobile uh, uh, obsession, um, I do have a note that in uh, apparently they did a tour. Uh, Nissan paid for a tour of, of uh, a bunch of bands to go play lunch hour live at a bunch of places. Uh, yeah. In uh, so in 2002, 
Devo played one of these concerts. It was just like, you know, a lunch break somewhere. They just played <laughs> a show for an hour. Wow. Um, sponsored by Nissan. And so then they, they changed, uh, jumped in his Datsun to jumped in his Nissan. Wow. No, it wasn't Datsun. Didn't Nissan used to be Datsun. Isn't that true? Uh, yes, that is true. That's be, so so they, that, they almost could have kept it. They were just updating it for yeah for the modern times. That's it's not quite the uh, Devo 2.0 level. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's not changing the entire tone of the song. Right. <laughs> he made him say hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a question. I Do you agree that this is possibly the best adaptation to the easy listening version. Like, oh. this, I feel like this easy listening version of comeback Johnny is pretty incredible and transformative. Like it's the, it's different enough, but it's also, I, I feel like it's from a different era. Like it wasn't just mm-hmm. the, you know, that kind of Optigan or whatever, uh, whatever he's using for some of the other ones. Um, like it seems like maybe it's the it's a you know there's an actual band there and not just it's not just programmed. Um, not to kind of take this narrative of you know the, the real band devolving into uh, just c- computer programming. Take that to even to the the easy listening disc, but uh, um, I don't know. I, I like it a lot. I do listening. too. I time. have not listened to it in ages, so I will be quiet. Hmm. Uh, that's also uh, why I'm being quiet. I realize that I haven't listened to this the version in a long time either and i'm trying to dig it out of my head it's it's very uh it's very plucky isn't it that exactly yeah it feels almost yeah like like incidental music from you know from a 50s sitcom or something like that yeah yeah kids trying to hide the broken vase or something that he just hit with a soccer ball or something mom always said don't play ball in the house that's right don't play diva in the house I'm sure many mothers have said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to shift gears to, to talking about instruments just a little bit. You're um, still in that car thing, shifting gears. Yeah, shifting gears. Well, yeah, it's it's on brand. <laughs> Are you going to tell me what the name of that, like, four-key keyboard that uh, Mark is playing is? Because yeah. I need to know. <laughs> well, I, was, I was going to. I was going to tell you, yeah. I was going to mention, though, first that... Um, God, this is really like quintessential guitar Devo, though. Like, this is yeah. what, what people talk about when they talk about the change that occurred over time with Devo, where they came in on this album, if they were actively listening to music back then, for instance, and they actually listened to this albums in, in chronological order. If you're a fan of Devo from this album, you're getting like a nice big, like in this instance, a big guitar song. This is definitely guitar front, you know, f- guitar forward, I should say. And the keyboard is just a side instrument. It almost could not be in the song at all, and that would be okay. I mean, I love the accentuation that comes from the keyboard. But, man, this is a big, amazing guitar part, I think, that this, that comes in right at the beginning of this song. And it, it just feels like a traditional rock and roll song, unlike so much of Devo's catalog, you know? But um, since you, since Joe, since you did mention the synthesizer, we'll do a synth report. We haven't done one of those in a while. Oh, yeah. And I think this is the first one where I actually have confirmation of what hey. keyboard is being played. Not like we have, yeah, it's a legit one. It's not guesswork. <laughs> uh, we have visual confirmation of him playing it in the video. 
And by all accounts, that's what was played on the recording. So what we have is called, I'm going to try to pronounce this, the company is called Paya. And it's capital P, capital A, lowercase i, capital A, which is very strange. And the instrument is called the Oz, O-Z. And it's an eight-key, you were close with the four keys, it's an 18-key synthesizer mm-hmm. with four adjustable knobs and a touchpad. So you could actually adjust the knobs to change, uh, I believe, the octave, like turn it up an octave here and there. Uh, this is where you know my the language fails me. But I watched a tutorial where a guy used it, and he changed a lot of things. It's very versatile with these knobs, and then with the touchpad, it's very versatile. You can do all kinds of pitch shifting and things with the pad. So just those 18 keys are apparently plenty to get a lot out of the mm-hmm. instrument. So that's the Paya, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but Paya Oz keyboard uh, synthesizer that we have on uh, Comeback Johnny. I think confirmed. First confirmed synth report. Nice. Now we should all go out and buy one. Excellent. I would love to. It looks like a lot of fun to play with, for sure. <laughs> You're getting that from visual evidence, not uh, from the, the assembled squad of experts? No, this is just from the fact that it's in the video. He actually plays it in the video. Um, it appears to be the... Like, I, I know that it's the um, recorded version that they're playing over the video, but... Right. It really seems as though it's the instrument. I mean, it sounds like it does when I uh, watch the tutorial. It's very similar sound. And by all accounts, everybody that's selling one or – I actually found a really interesting website. I'll I'll credit them called Matrix Synth. So it's one word, Matrix Synth, that has had a lot of information. I'm glad I found this website because they have a lot of information about keyboards for sale or synthesizers for sale out there. But they'll talk about the history of it, where it came from, who's used it, and what. And I'll have more about them later as well in other episodes. But – that's become a good source for me. Um, but it, it would appear that this is the keyboard that was the synthesizer that was used on this song. Nice. And now we know. All right. Right. So, all right. Well, how, whether or not it's about the Kennedy assassination, <laughs> how do we feel about the song? And is it different than how you felt before <laughs> you thought that maybe it was about the Kennedy assassination? It almost makes more sense if it's about the Kennedy assassination in a broad, you know, vague, poetic way. Because if you take it literally, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Right. Like, he got a guitar, and, like, it it, it reads as though, like, he set off to seek his fortune, and, like, as he got on the expressway, he got destroyed. (laughs) He got killed. He, like, ran into a truck, like, as he was ditching his girlfriend and going to seek his fortune as a rock and roll star or something. And the timing seems uh, anticlimactically tragic. Hmm. So, so maybe the Kennedy story helps the the story of the song. I don't know. I find that's kind of the beauty of it that it is so anticlimactically uh, tragic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like this for me. This was a, you know, I, I mentioned that you know it took a little bit of an adjustment going from freedom of choice to this on a on a slightly slow burning album. This is a slightly slow burning track. Like this was one that, despite its upbeatness, I didn't kind of get what mm. the. I didn't. I didn't get it. The song didn't click with me until later. Like once I listened to it a lot, and I was like, "Oh, all right, I see what they're doing. Like they're going for this kind of, you know, uh, lamenting uh, one way or another, lamenting the loss of of, um, you know, this wedge of Americana, whether it be Kennedy and the whole you know American Camelot thing, or just that you know." that rock star 
you know that that american rock star kind of image mm-hmm. um in the built into this character impersonated you no know, uh brought to, uh, brought to life in this character of johnny i don't know um so it took a while but i like it now how much do i like it i think this is um i don't know b b plus mm. i like it a lot i don't love it I like it a lot. So I guess that's a B. That's a B. I'll give it a B. Uh, I can go next. Um, I'll say that I really like this song a lot and always have. Um, and, I, and I'll say that I wrote down B plus initially. Uh, like just doing my initial notes without doing too much research, just listening to it. And then I started doing the research, and I read the Kennedy thing. And I, as I mentioned before, I like the Kennedy thing. I think it it actually accentuates the song quite a bit. That bumped it up to an A minus for me. I went, okay, I'm going to give it an A minus for the Kennedy thing. And then I'm reading about the keyboard, the the synthesizer, and you know they said in the in the research, well, it's in the video. I was like, all right, I haven't seen the video in a minute. I'll, I should watch it. And then I watched the video, and it bumped it up to an A for me. I forgot how amazing, how amazing yeah. Mother's Ball. Mother's Ball really is the video to me. I mean, I like the bowling guys at the beginning. That's fun. Yeah. But then that disappears. But Mother's Ball is so amazing in this video that I went ahead and gave it a straight A. Uh, I really do love the song, though, on its own merits. I just wasn't quite sure it was in that A category until uh, until I added a couple of pieces to that, you know, to that idea. Yeah, I want to retroactively. I know a card laid is a card played and all that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and give it that plus f- from the video. I forgot to. I'm, I'm gonna wager factor the video into that. So B plus from me. Joe, I, I'm gonna go A all the way. Um, not only do I love this song, this song for many years was kind of my default Devo track on mm. a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think this song is fantastic. It's also wonderfully used in Rock and Roll High School. <sighs> Uh, Debbie Harry does a lovely cover of it. All right. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Rock and Roll High School thing. That would have uh, probably, yeah. if I wouldn't have heard the Kennedy <laughs> thing, that would have been. <laughs> I'm not giving it an A plus. I'm not saying that. I just forgot about the Rock and Roll High School thing. So I'm giving it 100 percent A. Um, I win. I'm giving it an A plus. Oh. This is from the moment I heard this song. This is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, this makes. All of Total Devo and Smooth Noodle Maps and all of that, absolutely worth it. Um, <laughs> as long as we have songs like Come Back Johnny. There might be other songs where I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know, is this better than Come Back Johnny? I mean, can I, you know, I, I might be on the fence about, you know, which is my absolute favorite Devo song. But, you know, there's going to be a few songs that are just butting against the ceiling of our chart because they're all awesome. Uh, and Come Back Johnny is definitely one of them. I've I've always adored this song. And uh, it's... it's uh, it's the peak of Devo for Wow, me. is that is that our It's f- pretty fantastic. Is that our first A plus? I don't think any I didn't know we could do an A plus. I don't know. Of course you can do an A plus. But you reserve them for the very special, yeah. very, very special song. Didn't you go to school, just, Joe? He never he never got any A pluses, oh, I'm guessing. A plus. Yeah. Well my college never oh. allowed A pluses, so No. It's hardly fair. Uh, no, I feel like we had A pluses before. Did we? Oh, okay. I don't recall any. I think so too. Yeah, I feel it like I've been from Tom. Also, I felt like I've been waiting for <laughs> one, and I don't remember one. But yeah. according um, to our chart, I gave uh, uh, "Beautiful World" an A plus. Uh, Beautiful World. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, then you know what? I'm going A plus too. 
And see, like, right there, exactly. See, like, right there. Like, is Beautiful World better than Comeback Johnny? I have no idea. But they're both incredible, and I don't want to have to choose. So leave me alone. I do like Beautiful World more than Comeback Johnny, I think. And I'm okay. Like, I, I feel bad. See, this is what happens when I go first, is that it doesn't make the mix <laughs> I throw a B out Although there. Although technically, two A pluses and A minus and a B plus does average into an A minus. So, you know. It's not by average. Hey, I do want to reach back to a beautiful world, something that I found out since we recorded that um, oh episode on the on uh, Jerry Cazale's AMA on Reddit. He said that that is by far his favorite Devo song. I just wanted to something we didn't mention back then. Oh, Jerry's nice. favorite Devo song, Beautiful World. Nice. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I'm thankful it's not Bamboo Bimbo. <laughs> Even if it was, I don't think he would say that on Reddit. <laughs> that, would, that would color. Not even on Reddit would right. you say that. <laughs> Seems like a safe place for that kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, I did the um, I did the the Spotify gimmick. Uh, I got to come up with a name for it, but uh, started a uh, radio station off Comeback Johnny. Uh, in the Spotify, next song up in the uh, in the in the station, it was "Oh Bondage Up Yours" by X-Ray Specs, a song, <laughs> a song that I love. And third was the Bonanza theme song. <laughs> <laughs> if you somewhere, if you mix those two, and fourth was "Leader of the Pack." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a car crash song. Yeah. yeah, just a medley of car crashes. Um, but yeah, so that's uh. All right, so I'm sorry that I didn't. Uh, I prevented that from getting into the onto the playlist. That's a little disturbing to me, but okay. But uh, I can listen to it anytime I want. It's okay if it doesn't get on our <laughs> on our mix. Yeah, you can still listen to it. But uh, yeah. but for for keeping that out, I think uh, I'm in the doghouse. Uh, what? <laughs> How do you spell that? Well, uh, if you uh, <laughs> if you come back Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, Thursday, um, <laughs> we will. Uh, We'll be talking about the Devo song Doghouse, D-A-W-G-H-A-U-S. Um, it's a uh, it's another smooth noodle map that we'll be hitting up on uh, Thursday. Uh, also, go uh, hey rate, review, subscribe. I don't think we've talked about that too much, but if you if you like the show at all, go to go to iTunes and uh, you know give us a little rating, give us a review. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show, not just downloading piecemeal, because all that makes a difference and it boosts our numbers and what have you. Um. And then uh, meet us back here in two days for a brand new episode of ABC Devo. Come back! What? (laughs) I said come back, but I said it in a weird, exaggerated, not nearly as good as Mark. You guys make me cry.